A reading from the book of Genesis. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I will make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the cloud, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 25, verses 1 through 9, page 614. 614. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. My God, I put my trust in you. Let me not be humiliated, nor let my enemies triumph over me. Let none be good to you be put to shame. Let the treacherous be disappointed in their sins. Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. In you have I trusted all day long. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and love, for they are from everlasting. Remember not the sins of my youth and my transgressions. Remember me according to your love, and for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Gracious and upright is the Lord, therefore he teaches sinners in his way. God is the humble in doing right, and teaches his way to the lowly. All the paths of the Lord are love and faithfulness to those who keep his covenant and testimonies. Amen. The second reading is from the first letter of Peter, chapter 3, uh, verses 18 through 22. Christ suffered for sins once for all, and the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he also went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water. And baptism, which is this prefigured, prefigured, now saves you, 
not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for good conscience, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers all made subject to him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Is it just me, or does Lent seem to come around quicker and quicker each year? <laughs> this year we have a particularly short gap between Epiphany and Ash Wednesday. And so it feels kind of appropriate that we are in the year of Mark's gospel. Everything happens fast in Mark. He doesn't even bother with a birth narrative for Jesus. He just starts chapter 1 with a pointer to a prophecy from Isaiah. 
those beautiful words, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And then Mark jumps straight to John the Baptist as the fulfillment of that prophecy and following the appearance of Jesus, fully grown. Whoosh. In today's six brief chapter uh, verses, Mark tells us three key stories in quick succession. The baptism of Christ, 40 days in the wilderness, and the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. Once again, I say, whoosh. Mark's sense of cosmic urgency threads through these stories with phrases like, the heavens are torn apart. The spirit immediately drove Jesus out into the wilderness. And Jesus saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Boom, boom, boom. We have to run to keep up. Mark's message is that God is on the move. This is not a rehearsal. The Jesus we encounter here is under the Spirit's aegis, standing at the center of God's inbreaking kingdom. Each of these short, three short episodes in today's gospel tells us something profound about Jesus and invites our response. Just going back a bit, our first two readings today from Genesis and from the first letter of Peter emphasize the covenantal importance of baptism by water, of the need for transformative cleansing, renewing, and rebirth so that our beloved relationship with God can be revealed. And then in the opening scene of today's gospel, Jesus joins the crowds leaving their familiar homes and lives and coming to John in the wilderness for baptism. Through this encounter, Jesus is revealed as God's beloved, in whom God is well pleased. John, the messenger, helps to reveal Jesus, the word made flesh, the ultimate message. But Mark barely lingers on the image of the dove spirit and that momentous inbreaking of heaven. Bishop Dion Johnson of Missouri writes, still wet, still dripping, Jesus is driven into the wilderness. He doesn't even get a moment to bask in being beloved. The moment is broken by the urgency of what comes next. No polite invitation, but rather a driving, almost violent force compels him deeper into the wilderness. The tempter is waiting. In this second wilderness, Jesus account encounters Satan. Now Mark says very little about this. There's no dialogue, no mountaintops or false promises, just 40 days of transformative time and space from which Jesus emerges as the one who can face down the shadow. However, the very number 40 reminds us of biblical precedence. The ark, which spent 40 days floating in the floodwaters before God offered the new covenant. The people of Israel who spent 40 years in the wilderness after fleeing Egypt before putting their feet in the covenanted promised land. And we have 
40 days of Lent to align ourselves, body and soul, more closely with God's desire for us. If we are to follow Jesus, if we are to be renewed for new possibilities and prepared to hope once more, then we must face the Lenten wilderness. The term Lent originally meant springtime, and so it points to a time of wild new beginnings, of birthings, of growth. Think of Lent as a tangle of spiritual exploration, a time and place of wonder, a time of careful discernment and cultivation. Again, Bishop Dion writes, God has work for us to do, and that work begins, like it did with Jesus, when we are driven to the wild places of discovery. We go to the wilderness to discover anew the joy of being beloved. We go to learn once more what it means to be and live as beloved. We go to listen for the voice of God calling us again. We go to see Christ more clearly in the world around us. We go because that is where we encounter God. We go to the wilderness of Lent because we can no longer be as we have always been. Christ was never alone in the wilderness, and nor are God's people. We might almost overlook a significant phrase in Mark's short description of Christ in the wilderness, and it is this, and angels waited on him. And angels waited on him. What does that mean? I will confess it's a mystery to me. Last week, Father Steve touched on the sense of forces of evil for which we have no words. Perhaps the term angels describes forces of holy benevolence, the spirit at work. But the original Greek for the verb that we have today as wait, the meaning is diakonos. And it's not only for one of us. <laughs> to serve, to, to attend a holy work of care that perhaps some of us embody more visually than others, but we are all called to diaconus. I want us to dwell on that phrase for a moment and apply that to our Lenten observance. For as much as we observe Lent and are accepting a wilderness discipline, a time of facing and overcoming that which keeps us away and turning joyfully towards God, perhaps we can also adopt the example of the angels and be attentive to those who are in a wilderness of suffering. In our attendance, our care, let us ensure that they hear words of love and affirmation, that they know that their name is beloved, that they receive the comfort of hope, of bread, of shelter, of justice. In the wilderness of Lent, we are faced with many temptations. 
But the biggest temptation is not to enter the wilderness of Lent. Let us therefore encourage one another in seeking Christ's footsteps. Today's gospel begins with a full immersion in baptismal theology, moves immediately into the need for transformative encounter with and rejection of the things that would lead us away from God, and finally comes to rest briefly on the need to speak prophetically into our communities. In Mark chapter 1, verse 15, Christ emerges triumphant from the wilderness and begins to preach, saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. We are called to live the good news through our words and our actions. As God's beloved, we are called to be love. And there's no better time than here and now. As Mark would say, immediately. Amen. Amen.